The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. From the pinnacle of the media landscape, this is Market Edge. Join your host, Larry Weber, as he discovers the answers from analysts, entrepreneurs, and technologists who are preparing the blueprints for the future of marketing. Hear from those who are taking us to a new age of social media, e-communities, and the blogosphere. Blogosphere. Now, please welcome your host of Market Edge, Larry Weber. Hi, and welcome to Market Edge. I'm your host, Larry Weber, chairman of the W2 Group, a global marketing services ecosystem organized to help chief marketing officers in their new role as builders of communities and content aggregators. Today I'll be talking about the future of data mining and online advertising with Dr. Osama Fayad, founder and CEO of Open Insights. Open Insights is a data strategy, business strategy, and technology consulting firm that helps enterprises understand and deploy data-driven solutions. Until September 2008, Usama was Yahoo's Chief Data Officer and Executive VP of Research and Strategic Data Solutions. At Yahoo Research, he built the premier scientific research organization to develop the new sciences of the Internet, online marketing, and innovative interactive applications. Earlier in his career, he co-founded and led the DMX Group, a data mining and strategy company that today specializes in behavioral targeting and advertising networks. Usama has published over a hundred technical articles in the fields of data mining and artificial intelligence, has over 20 patents, and is a fellow of the Association for Advancement of Artificial Intelligence and a fellow of the Association of Computer Machinery. It's really an honor to have you with us here today on Market Edge, Usama. Welcome. Thank you very much, Larry. Good to be here. Hey, before we get into the um, you know open insights and what you're up to, uh, I recently read some comments of yours in USA Today about how the recession will affect the technology industry. Uh, unlike many other people, you, you seem still very bullish on innovation and growth from startups. Um, maybe you could expand on that for our audience today. Yeah, certainly. I um, I think we are. Uh really just entering a whole new era of of the web and a whole new way, not just uh, to do marketing, but a whole new way to do government, to do uh, conduct your personal life, to do business, communication, etc. And most of this is really brand new when you think about it, and most of the basic notions are not well understood. Uh, what this means is there's tons of opportunities for anyone working in the space of helping people uh, figure out how to navigate the online world, what to get out of it, uh, how to find things they, they trust, how to find things that are relevant. Um, and with a downturn in particular, the great ideas that, that are still there and still much needed uh, are simply not getting the, the funding they need. So to me, that's the, uh, the best way to get access uh, at the smart brains that are out there. And uh, given the new, the new platform itself of, of the whole online and, and mobile, it is actually amazing because not only can you tap into the global pool of talents, uh, you can actually launch a new business at maybe 1% or less of what it would have cost you to launch that business 
you know, only a decade ago. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity. It's also, uh, by its nature, a brand-new data-intensive world uh, where businesses and, and people are dealing with 10 to 100x more data than, than they had to before, and, and therefore anybody uh, working on innovations having to do with, with data and data mining and, and data strategy, which is really my particular world, uh, it's, it's a very, very uh, bullish space, a space where the demand is there, and, and I really haven't seen any drop in, in the demand. If, if anything, I've seen an increase uh, because companies are looking for ways to essentially make, make more money from what they have, uh, grow into new businesses, and, and, and go where the demand is, where the consumer is going. I couldn't agree with you more. I call it sort of like there's this generational tension in almost every category and that, you know, there's going to be just huge opportunity and change. And, and uh, you know, our category really is marketing and marketers. And, you know, what's your, at least from a larger contextual point of view, how should marketers look at this change with just increased massive amounts of data, uh, you know, uh, traditional types of media not really working anymore? Uh, from more of a 30,000-foot level, Usama, what should marketers be really thinking about as we move into this new era? So, I mean, if, if I were to summarize it in one, in one sentence, I would say marketers should focus on what is performing more, more than any other time. Now, many uh, of your listeners might uh, hear performing and immediately think about direct response marketing or search advertising or things like that, and that's not at all what I mean. What I mean is, A, and you alluded to this, Larry, you have to go where the audiences are. Uh, the audiences have definitely moved online. They have moved to the new social networks, uh, video on demand, uh, what have you. Uh, those are all new media that traditional marketers haven't really thought about and haven't really figured out uh, how, how to exploit. In fact, even to this day, uh, if you look at um, you know, measuring where people are spending their time uh, on the various media, be it newspapers, radio, TV, billboards, etc. Uh, you know, we're seeing this this natural gap where uh, people are spending something like 13 to 14 percent of their time on the internet and it's growing, uh, whereas only six to seven percent of the dollars are going online, uh, and and that's a gap that will sort of naturally close itself. Uh, I would say also. Um, under this category is understanding a marketer should really get a good understanding of what is possible in this new world. This is a new world where traditionally we've had uh, direct marketing at, at the bottom of the funnel or, or direct response advertising and brand advertising at the top of the funnel. And in between, people sort of naturally said, oh, you know, there's this consideration phase where consumers are, are thinking about what to do. Uh, in reality, with the Internet and the new media and mobile and so forth, it is very, very possible to reach uh, consumers who are in that consideration phase, which is the majority of their time. And that's really, you know, think of it as virgin territory. No, nobody has done much there. It's a very hot zone that's not well understood. Uh, and it's a space where you have to think about the confluence of both the brand advertising and the direct response advertising as they come together. To me, that's a huge, huge opportunity that the market hasn't really caught on to yet because we're, we're still seeing the separation between, between the two. Right. And my, my final piece of advice 
is get a much better understanding of your data assets in this data-rich world to better serve your customer needs. So understanding the customer's intent, understanding what they want, understanding what stage they're at can help you tremendously in making your products way more relevant, your services much more valuable to your, to your consumers. Well, picking up on that last point, you know, for years at Yahoo and even before Yahoo and currently, you've been involved with, you know, the, the starting the cutting edge of data mining and, and overall online marketing. Maybe you could at least explain to our audience your view of sort of the evolution of data mining and, and how it's, you know, evolving and, and innovating and working today. So, uh, in, in general, I mean, data mining technology is about technology that sifts through large amounts of data and finds uh, predictive patterns or, or nice summaries of the data that enable you to, to take actions that, that give you an advantage. Um, if, if you think of a, a place like, like a Yahoo, let's use that as an example, uh, one of the largest uh, web portals out there, um, they have the typical profile of, of a publisher, meaning some of the inventory they have is what's called premium inventory. It's, it's inventory where people are doing very relevant commercial things like uh, Yahoo Autos or uh, you know, finance or what have you. And then the majority of the inventory is things like email. Uh, and and when, I see, when I say inventory, I mean uh, you know, any, any page view where you have the opportunity to show an ad or do some marketing activity. Uh, so when you're doing email or you're reading news or you're doing you know, instant messenger or what have you, you're not necessarily in that sort of premium commercial mode that, that uh, allows me to, to exploit the context to do something. Now th think of that opportunity. This is a new medium where instead of just relying on the context, if I understood the data about my users, if I understood from their behaviors with me, from their previous web browsing behavior, from, from things they told me in the past, what is their interest profile, then I can basically suddenly target them with very relevant messages to what they're doing in areas that are uh, very poor in context. So, for example, if you were just on Yahoo Autos, well, that's a big, or, or you just did a search and looked up a, a local auto dealer, uh, that's a big hint that you're in the market for a car. When I see you again, say, as a Yahoo on Yahoo Mail, uh, I could then easily target you with a very relevant message that has to do with, with buying a car and maybe particularly the model you're interested in, etc. And suddenly, that's a premium context, where before it was not a premium context, meaning you know, all Yahoo could make out of it is maybe $0.10 cents or you know, $0.50 cents per thousand page views. Suddenly, you can make you know, $5 to $10 for a thousand page views, and that and that's a that's a huge multiple. You know, you can get 10x to 100x multiple on the revenue from the same operation, right? Uh, so that those are the kinds of things uh, that that we looked at. What what are the new uh, products, advertising products that make sense that exploit knowledge of users that we get indirectly through all this data that we have about them? And and at a place like Yahoo, uh, I had to deal with something like 25 terabytes of data per day. Uh, just to give you a, a sense of scale, if you took all the uh, contents of the Library of, of Congress, the largest library in the world, and you, and you digitized it, the text-only uh, part of it, you would get something like between 10 and 15 terabytes of data. And here at Yahoo, just by uh, 
recording the click stream or what people have, have clicked on, on on the various Yahoo websites only, you get something that's uh, equivalent to the double of the Library of Congress every day, right? And you have to sift through all that data, understand what it means for each consumer, and figure out how to utilize that to show the relevant ad to, to the consumer. Right. And that's, that's the power of, of u- utilizing the, the data mining to basically uh, essentially create pockets of value and pockets of relevance where before you couldn't do it at all. It almost sounds a bit like software as a service. I mean, you know, you, even though we put it in the marketing category, it, it actually sounds like an, you know, sort of a twenty-four-seven ongoing, you know, analytic that's happening. Is that is that going too technical on this? No, actually, in, in fact, that's exactly what it is. And in fact, using your words, that's that's all search is, right? It is it is software as a service. It's that little box that. You know, is offered up by a Google or a Yahoo or a Microsoft, where you, you know, a typical user will type in 2.6 keywords, and as a service, it will go and match it against the web and find you 600 on average 600,000 sites that match your keyword. And then the whole trick is how do I order the 600,000 so that the top 10 or 20 are most relevant to the query to the short 2.6 keywords that you typed. Uh, very similar here on the analytics front. A lot of analytics are happening in the background, and what the advertiser uh, gets is the ability to target these audiences based on all the processing of that huge amount of data that's going on uh, day in, day out. So it's, it's more, more general than search because search is one of the inputs that would go into those behavioral uh, data sets that I described. Uh, in addition to search, you'd have things like what, what websites you went to, what you clicked on, previous ads that you liked, ads that you disliked, etc. Hey, you know, while I'm thinking about it, before we go for a short break, um, what I've noticed is a lot of companies still aren't organized properly to take advantage of advanced, uh, you know, data mining and, and analytics. What are, are there new titles you're seeing, Osama, or are there who's who's really the most effective? you know, internal groups at your clients or customers or, or even other companies you know that are, should be in charge of this kind of work? I mean, that's, a, that's an excellent point, Larry. In fact, I was, uh, back four and a half years ago, I was the industry's first uh, chief data officer. And, and it's not a surprise that uh, a company that's at the bleeding edge of uh, dealing with the big volumes of data uh, where it's necessary to sort of process that data and extract value from it rather than just store it, which historically a lot of, you know, more traditional businesses like, like banks and telcos and so forth have done. Uh, it, it's not surprising that a company like this would invent a new title. Now we're actually seeing it appear uh, in a lot of other places that are, have already hired chief data officers or are trying to hire um, including places like like Microsoft and Intuit and, and many of the other uh, properties you can think of, and I think you know soon enough you'll actually see this kind of uh, position show up in in more traditional businesses like telcos and, and banks, where you know with with, with open insights, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time these days with uh, wireless operators and and with other uh, sort of very large uh, retailers and publishers, and they all have this need. The need being. Do you have an organization, a team of people who truly understands the business, but at the same time really understands data and what it means and what's possible with it? Uh, it's still new, so we, we don't know what the you know final title was, but uh, for me at Yahoo, it was definitely a clear need for them to have data have a voice at the executive table in guiding the business, in, in taking us to the to the 
next stage in, in the things that matter f- for Yahoo, which have to do with, with relevance in search and, and relevance in advertising. Thanks for that. We're going to take a short commercial break right now. Please stand by, and we'll be right back with our fascinating conversation with Dr. Usama Fayyad. And uh, we'll be right back. This is Larry Weber from Market Edge. Market Edge will continue in just a moment. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jim, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to Offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. From the pinnacle of the marketing landscape, we now return to Market Edge. Once again, here's your host, Larry Weber. Hi, welcome back to Market Edge. This is your host, Larry Weber, and I'm here today with Dr. Osama Fayed, CEO of Open Insights, talking about the future of data mining and online advertising. Uh, Usama was also the former chief data officer at Yahoo, uh, among other um, other responsibilities in his career. Hey, um, tell us a little bit uh, just about your company now, why you founded it, and how it's going. Open Insights and sort of what you guys do. Well, what what, uh, what happened uh, was was interesting actually. On on my path to uh, my original plan was uh, to leave Yahoo and and start a company in the. Uh, uh, SEM, search engine marketing, search engine optimization space. Um, but as I started uh, forming that effort, I got a lot of demand from other companies that said, hey, you know, we uh, we love what Yahoo did with this chief data officer thing and, and, and what, what you guys built, and, and there was a lot of value delivered. How, how can we benefit from that, and could we, could we get you to come, you know, spend time with us and maybe bring in people who... Uh, understand data and, and, and understand how to use it strategically and so forth. And that sort of led me to form Open Insights as the 
basic vehicle that I'm using uh, to, to do two things. One is essentially launch this practice of uh, helping a company, uh, whether you're a large wireless uh, telecommunications co- uh, provider or you're a very big uh, web portal or you're a very big uh, social networking site, uh, understand what is the value of your data, what are the new business models that you can base on this, uh, how do you monetize better, how do you get more money for, for your existing, from your existing operations and what you know. And, and what, I'm, what we're finding is a lot of uh, companies don't really understand the true value of the, of the data they, they, they have. Uh, one, one, of the, one of the biggest examples I'll, I'll allude to historically, uh, and I'll use an, an example from, from my Yahoo days. In the early days, uh, say the big ISPs uh, used to pay companies like Yahoo and Microsoft uh, and, and AOL used to actually pay them money to get a distribution to get people to sign up for, say, a DSL service or a, a broadband service. Uh, about two years ago, um, all of these companies wisened up to the fact that, hey, why are we paying money when in return we could actually be charging money to provide traffic to, to websites such as Google and Yahoo and, and Microsoft and so forth? Uh, that's an example of companies suddenly realizing that they have valuable data, namely in this case traffic and, and knowledge about consumers, and it's worth a lot. Uh, so I'm using Open Insights to uh, do that, which uh, meaning consult with, with the large companies uh, to help them figure out the value of data. Uh, and at the same time, uh, as, a, as a vehicle or a, or a, or a vessel to hold uh, some of the acquisitions I'm making in, along the space of, of building the next generation uh, search engine marketing, search engine optimization company. And uh, I've, I've I've been uh, acquiring and or making offers on companies. Uh, interestingly enough, some, some of them have fallen through because uh, other companies jumped in and paid maybe twice or four times what I was willing to pay. But that tells you at least in this space where there's a lot of interesting technology companies and a lot of innovation, but a shortage of uh, VCs and uh, private equity to fund these companies, uh, there's many, many opportunities that continue to be hot and see a lot of demand. You would think that, you know, there would be a natural convergence of, of search and, and data mining and behavioral targeting sort of into sort of, the, I don't know, maybe what some of us are now calling performance marketing. But, you know, where do you think, you know, a giant like Google is going? Uh, they seem to be in a catbird seat if they could bring all those things together, or do you think they're just going to be too identified with first-generation search to get out of that box? Uh, Google is um, is a very uh, innovative company and, and has proven uh, to be a, a worthy opponent, I must say. So they were a direct competitor when I was at Yahoo and, and in my prior life at, at Microsoft. Uh, they, they were a uh, big competitor. Um, the um, uh, what I would say is is the following: uh, Google is getting some things right. Uh, there is there is one thing that's broken in the in the current uh, search advertising uh, model to uh, to as an approach to advertising and marketing. It is not really a good marketing channel. It's effective and it's one of the most effective ones online today. But think of it. Uh, from this perspective, if if you go to any marketer out there that knows what they're doing, and you tell them, you I'll give you a, a mechanism where you can show your ad to a person once, 
would you be interested? Uh, a lot of them, you know, marketing 101 wisdom would tell you, no, I need, I need the frequency. I need to be able to repeat this, etc. If you think about search marketing, um, you only get one crack, and, and you might not even get it, right? Uh, a consumer types in something. Essentially, they tell you, I'm interested in this category or categories, and you get a chance to show them an ad. And they, they will either click on your ad or somebody else's, and they're gone forever. So the, the, true, the true marketing um, picture that will evolve, that's sort of the next generation of, of this, is uh, the ability to understand that search is just one of the other behaviors that are out there. So when we built out behavioral targeting at Yahoo!, one of the things that are little known, in fact, I would say they're unknown in the marketplace, is the fact that if I took in search information as well as other browse and behavior information and I built a profile for targeting, it is often the case that your behavior data is way more powerful than just your search data. And, 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 and this, this is not well understood in the marketplace because Marketers are paying a lot more today for, for search leads than they are for, for, say, behavioral targeting ads or what have you, yet it's, it's poorly, uh, it's only because they, they don't understand what's going on. And to give you the most intuitive example to make this simple, take something like a travel site. If you're sitting on a, on a travel page where you're, you're about to confirm a trip, you just configured a trip, you told the website where you're going, uh, you, 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 you stated who you're traveling with, your preferences for travel, are you, you know, ex expensive taste or cheap taste, what have you, car rental, all that good stuff. And you're about to say confirm. And you ask what kind of ads are shown on that page and, and how much are people paying for them. Uh, you'll find that in that context, I would know more about you and your intent than if you sat there and tried to type 1,000 or even 10,000 search keywords one after the other. Right? Yet right. the market hasn't realized the value of that context and, and, and the, the understanding of how it all comes together. Uh, where I think uh, things are heading is towards a world where uh, people begin to understand that on interactive media like the Internet, like mobile and, and the power of local search, etc., you can do a lot more by understanding that the, the traditional worlds of direct response marketing and brand advertising come together in an amazing new way. Uh, a lot of the studies that we've done in our past to try to understand the effect of uh, brand advertising on, on, say, search behavior and vice versa have shown us that the two are way more related than the market understands. Now, in watching Google, uh, they are doing all the right moves. Uh, they did acquire DoubleClick in order to get a footprint on the brand advertising or the graphical advertising world. And very recently, in fact, about a week ago, they announced, or 10 days ago, they announced a uh, behavioral targeting product where they're beginning to target users based on behaviors across that ad network. So they, they are showing all the, the, the right instincts in making, in making the right moves. But I would say today it's still, it's still uh, open um, an open opportunity. No one out there today is offering sort of the comprehensive approach to say, look, don't think search, don't think graphical, don't think brand, don't think direct. Think about getting qualified leads. And that's what I call uh, performance marketing. Is basically, how can I most effectively get a qualified lead 
uh, and, and a qualified lead could mean somebody who would buy something or it could mean somebody who would, you know, register or show interest or, you know, become a contact, what have you. Uh, that is where, where, where things are, are heading. And, you know, in that bigger picture, you have to figure out also how do you use social networks, right? How do you do targeting on social networks? What is the relevance of the information available there, uh, et cetera? Well, I was just going to sort of move down that. Um, as you know, I have a current bestseller out called Marketing to the Social Web, so I've sort of studied this whole, you know, emergence of, of the social media. And you got to just be humbled a little bit when you see the number they announced last week of Facebook, over 200 million members. But you got to ask the question, Usama, what is the advertising model? Let's say that all the behavioral data we get there with your help of understanding and converging, you know, the search and the behavioral and, and all this. But people don't want to necessarily see a banner ad or, you know, uh, or see a specific ad. Do you have any thoughts on sort of the future of those kinds of models? Yeah, I actually have um, some pretty concrete thoughts uh, on those models, and, and they actually come surprisingly from a lot of the experiments that we conducted at, at Yahoo uh, on trying to understand this. So let me, uh, Larry, let me at the highest level say the following. This is a new dimension in marketing. It, it may not be new in terms of, you know, historically things like word of mouth and trusting your friends and so forth. It has been a, a, a mainstay of, you know, you know, good marketing and, and understanding it in, in the old world, right? Prior to all of this, in, in the, in, you know, let's go back 50, 60 years, which is all you had before mass communication and so forth. The simple principle here is it's a, for the modern advertising world, it's a brand new, new dimension that is extremely poorly understood. That new dimension is the following, or relies on the following two things uh, that make it very interesting. One is your friends are most likely to be similar to you in their preferences, in their behavior, in what is it that they're likely to like, and what is it that they're likely to hate. And the second thing is that you believe the word of mouth from your friends much more, or, or your contacts or known acquaintances, much, much more than you're likely to uh, believe it or, or understand it coming from a stranger or coming from a mass media message. These two things, if you think about it, they're very intuitive and they make tons of sense, yet they haven't been exploited in, in the modern marketing world. Uh, just to give you an idea, we, we ran some, some tests on utilizing the uh, email um, network and the uh, instant messenger network on, on Yahoo. And just doing a simple thing like, I'll show your friends, you know, I, I track the kind of ads you view, and I'll look at the ads that you clicked on, and therefore I'll form a profile of the category of ads that you're interested in. And then I'll basically take that opportunity to go to your friends and start biasing the ads they see, say, on Yahoo, to be more of the categories that you clicked on. And lo and behold, you get a 300 to 400% increase in click-throughs when I target your friends with similar ads uh, to the ones that you clicked on uh, than you would by, by any other means of targeting, which is very powerful. The uh, word of mouth, you know, a lot of us are familiar with, with the notion of viral targeting or, or, you know, offering applications where one of the first actions you would do after you you, you, you do an action that matters is you tell your friends about it. So, for example, if you put up uh, photos on Flickr 
because you want to share them with your friends, well, the first thing you're going to do is send an email to all your friends saying, hey, go to Flickr and check out my photos from this party, right? That's an example of utilization of, of viral marketing. Uh, using that in a traditional setting where you in- essentially give incentive to the consumer or make it super easy to them to share their experience about a product or to uh, get their friends uh, to, to use that product is another huge uh, untapped dimension, right? It, it's been tapped before in things like uh, friends and family programs, you know, that, that, uh, M- you know that, that was done in the communications world, with, you know, in the days of MCI and AT&T and so forth. Right. But it really hasn't become uh, a mainstay. And, and what's interesting is it's a third, it's a whole other new dimension that's poorly understood, and therefore uh, a whole bunch of opportunities will come out of it. Jesus, I can't believe that a half an hour has gone by already. I'm hoping you'll you'll commit to our audience that you'll come back for part two of data mining. We didn't even get to sort of more of the futuristic things. And also, I wanted to ask you about Choice Stream, that uh, personalized display advertising. You had just joined their board, but we're going to have to save that for uh, another time. I hope you'll come back. We've been uh, talking with uh, Dr. Osama Fayad, CEO of Open Insights, a uh, fascinating conversation on data mining and online advertising. Thanks so much, Usama. You are welcome, Larry, and I'm happy to come back, especially to talk about uh, Choice Stream and some of the exciting advertising products coming out of them. Great. Thanks so much. And everybody, this is Larry Weber. Uh, tune in again next Tuesday at 12 o'clock Eastern Time here in the United States at webmasterradio.fm. Bye-bye.